Good afternoon all, welcome to episode 3 of the Carnegie Pod, the official podcast of Carnegie Harriers. I really hope you've been enjoying the last couple of podcasts. I think um, there was a lot of really good positive feedback after the one I did with Colin. Uh, I think a lot of people really, um, you know, felt uh, a certain something um, of an affinity with that. So I really appreciate all the good feedback. Don't be shy, everyone. Come on forward and put yourselves up for this. It's it's not big and scary. Um, I promise you. I, you know I'm I'm not a bad person, really, honestly. Um, this week's special guest is Zulika Brett. Um, if you don't know Zulika, she goes by the name Zoo. It's a far easier name to say, and so I recommend that. Um, it was great chatting with her. Um, fascinating uh, conversation that we had. I have to say though we had every technical issue going and that will probably come through in the podcast but uh, hopefully I've ironed it out enough that it's fairly seamless although there is a glitch or two still there. Um, I'm on the road to recovery I am pleased to report I've been to physio a few times now and um, I've had the all clear to run um, the physio has told me to run a series of 30 metre sprints 30 metres, who even gets out of bed for that? 30 metres, I don't even know how long that is It must be about 5 seconds of running um, So I've decided my interpretation of that is to do 3 minutes at a time um, Or certainly that's what I did the first day I might have done a wee bit more than that since then But hey, don't tell Gregor Um what else? Uh, nothing much been happening. I hope you've all been enjoying the uh, the Grand Prix, the, the new Grand Prix, the winter Grand Prix, the um, Hill and Trail. Um, I think uh, there's quite a few people signed up for it. So if you haven't already signed up, then sorry, I think you're probably too late. Um, <laughs> congratulations to those of you who finished the, the summer Grand Prix. Um, I think there was quite a lot of people who completed um, all of the races actually and a few people who completed at least 11 of the qualifying races so well done one and all. Um, I'll shut up for now because I, I got a tendency to witter on about nothing in particular and I feel that's where I'm going right now so I will stop and uh, speak to you all soon. Cheers! Uh, Zulika, hi, welcome to the Carnegie Podcast. Thanks for doing this. Hopefully I won't keep you too long. Well, thank you. Thanks very much for inviting me to do this. Yeah, it's really nice and actually very flattering, I have to oh, say. You're very welcome. Um, first things first, then, we're just going to talk about how your running is going at the moment, um, what your week has looked like. Oh, so a bit of a um, slow start to the week. So I did have an excuse. I'm trying to remember what it was now. <laughs> I didn't manage to go to training at the beginning of the week. I think it was I just had a really rubbish day at work and I did the worst thing possible, which was to let that stop me going to training. Whereas if I'd actually just gone, right, I'll just uh, I'll go to training, make myself go. I would have come out in a much better mood. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have gone. But this morning, I just took part in the Winter GP, the the first event, which was a run up East Lomond. Well, I say run. Uh, for me, it was mainly <laughs> fast walking. <laughs> um, 
And how was it? How was it this morning? The weather calmed down a bit. Yeah, it was much yesterday. And actually, it was pretty blue sky. So I think we were quite lucky in the morning. It was absolutely blowing a gale. And I was actually blown (laughs) off my feet at the top and did a bit of... um, I did get to the you know, the bit in the centre that I was like, right, I'm at the top of the hill, but I was actually rolling around on the floor at that point before then going down the hill. But it was great fun. It was really, really good. Ah, good. (laughs) (laughs) So how has has COVID affected your running this year? Obviously, it's had an effect on everybody, but um, how has it affected you personally? Well, I think the... Last year, I felt like I had a, a quite a strong year. I was really kind of motivated um, because I had marathon training at the beginning of the year and I had a lot of fitness, I think, mm. after that. Um, I kind of slightly demotivated a little bit towards the end of the year, but then was starting to pick it up in January, February. But to be honest, it, was, um, it wasn't a particularly sort of like, wasn't a great time for me just before COVID hit. And then when COVID did stop us all in our tracks, Mm. it was actually hit a bit of a reset button for me. Um, And us being sort of, you know, you've only got a certain specific time that you're sort of allowed outside um, each day. I actually made the most of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what I kind of need. I need a deadline. I need a focus. And that was something that did focus me right at the beginning of lockdown. And when we went out, you know being out by yourself and it being so quiet I actually felt like it was almost like being a kid again I actually got to enjoy the the world life and everything seemed to really come to the fore Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if I was just appreciating it and noticing it a lot more but that really boosted me so beginning of COVID I have to say running wise was great yeah um but then something happened later on. I got a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I was like, right, I'll juggle the two. I'll do running and cycling. Uh, no, I won't. I will just cycle. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, my God, cycling is great. You just get to sit down. It's so easy. <laughs> it's not. It's not easy at all. It's not, um, no. <laughs> but they're very different disciplines. And I think it took me a while to kind of, get the the mix right between the two and I'm still sort of working that out to be honest I don't know how people do triathlons because that's just crazy amount of uh, training that they must have to do so yeah it's um I would say running wise it's been great since uh, we've been able to train in bubbles again because training with people what a difference I can be so 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 slow by myself and really unmotivated and then as soon as I'm with other people it just gives me the boost that I need psychologically yeah makes all the difference so I'm really enjoying being back and doing that Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a good thing this uh you know the bubble arrangement that we've got with the club just now oh yeah it really makes a difference I think for people and I think the, the whole social side of it as well yeah uh, running with yeah. other people and just seeing other people because we are so limited with everything just now. Oh, um, definitely. What uh, what plans did you have for this year? Then? Did, did you have anything in particular that you were working towards? Well, I had, it was kind of strange actually because I couldn't really remember what I had got planned. <laughs> I mean, there's certain, there's certain things like I knew I sort of had them on the cards. So there was... Um, there was a tour of Fife that I always liked doing. Mm. And I'd also signed up for various races throughout the year, according to what the 
GP was, I think. Um, right. But then they sort of, I'd forgotten that I'd entered all these races. And then it would pop up in my emails of that race has been cancelled and you've been <laughs> refunded. I'm like, I didn't know I even entered that. Um, so that's kind of the, my attitude towards training for events is, oh, that's a nice surprise. I've got that this weekend. Oh, it's a shame I didn't actually train better. For yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I didn't have any major events this year. I mean, I think I'd hoped that I might be able to at some stage do an ultra, but I'm so far off of that. That's that's just not going to happen for a couple of years, I wouldn't have thought. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go back to that later, actually, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> um, tell me how long then you have been running. Is it something that you did as a youngster or was it something that you kind of came into later life? Uh, well, yeah. So at school, I have to say that my um, PE teachers did everything possible to really create a loathing of all physical exercise whatsoever mm. it was just absolutely absolutely hated my PE teachers and uh, my PE teacher actually taught geography and I blame that for us uh, Stuart and I being last in the Carnegie Harriers quiz because I have no knowledge <laughs> of capital cities because I hated geography and dropped it as soon as I could because she was also our PE teacher so <laughs> So that's my excuse of why we were last. Um, yeah, so at school, absolutely hated it. We did cross country, but it was from, you know, from zero to then having to run miles. And mm. there wasn't any sort of technique to it or any tips given or encouragement. It was just sort of like, like go out and run twice around the school ground sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, unless you're an absolute natural and really fit already, who's going to enjoy that when it's, you know, peeing down with rain well mm -hmm. some people obviously did but I didn't um yeah uh so yeah it wasn't until later on that I kind of thought well I might start this running thing and it was it was mainly just for like um for fitness really and it was cheap so I didn't have a lot of money at the time I think it was like when I first moved to Edinburgh which was in 2001 I think and right. I first went out to try to go for a run I thought this is great all I need is a pair of trainers I'll just go out and just run and I ran to the end of the road and I thought I was going to wet myself it was absolutely horrendous but I do love a challenge and I think that's something that running you know it, it's good for people that like to push themselves beyond their kind of comfortable limits so mm -hmm. so that was I kind of thought right okay no I'm going to keep going and chipping away at this and it's also something that you can work on by yourself so yeah. really um it hadn't I'd just sort of been doing running for fitness um I think I got to like 10k kind of length but it wasn't until I'd actually much later on moved to Dunfermline and then sort of saw the Carnegie Harriers out and about that I was sort of like oh wonder what that's like and they look amazing mm -hmm. um that I then thought oh I'll find out about when they meet up and how that kind of works it was an entirely new world for me really so, yeah. yeah it really started from when I joined the club as to actually properly thinking about oh I might actually enjoy this it's not just for exercise your first session at Carnegie, Carnegie Harriers uh how was the session and what was it how did you feel when you were there 
Um, yeah, so the first time that I came across the Carnegie Harriers actually was at a race that um, it was actually, weirdly enough, it was you and Colin had organised it. It was the Crossford um, trail race going through, um, is it Dean Plantation? Dean Plantation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was one of the first trail races I'd ever done. In fact, I think it was the first and um, I had no idea kind of like how it would work and then there was a strange woman there he got out of this green vehicle and started doing a warm-up with everyone it might have been you <laughs> Leslie <laughs> and then there were these people who looked amazing and they had these really bright colored tops on um of course they were Carnegie Harriers and, and I was sort of chatting to people I, I was there just by myself and things I, I chatted to some people next to me I was like who are they <laughs> and uh, they were like oh they're the Carnegie Harriers we won't see them again <laughs> right enough I, I never saw you guys uh, as I was going around but I absolutely love that race and then I was like well I'm gonna look up these people and so I looked up the club and thought "Ooh, I'm gonna push myself here because I quite like sort of trying to push myself into situations where I wouldn't necessarily feel that comfortable mm. um, want to challenge myself and you know going into a new situation with people that you don't know and feeling that you're probably not very good is actually a, a good challenge to try and overcome so went along and everyone was extremely welcoming and everyone came up and said hello what's your name kind of awkward with my name but then I was paired up with um, Fiona and Pauline Rennie and, and then I got chatting with them. So we were just sort of on a really nice steady pace going round. I was amazed at just, you know, how steady they were and controlled. Uh, so they were talking about their experience and I just, I went home and I was just said to my husband, oh my God, there's these women in the club and they've done over a hundred miles in one go. <laughs> um, I just had absolutely no idea. And then really from there, the Carnegie Harriers just introduced a whole new world of different types of races, different types of people in the running club. You get to mix with people that you probably wouldn't come into contact with otherwise, um, just because everyone's in their own, as we keep hearing, everyone's in their own social bubble anyway out with yeah. of COVID and everything and it's really important to try and get beyond that because you're just otherwise you are just mixing with people that have exactly the same views etc not that we go around talking politics of course but it's just really refreshing to meet different types of people all of them really nice and they've got this at least one thing in common which is running yeah we always yeah. chat and bond over that um yeah yeah, yeah so just took it from it's there. not about um, it's not about what what you do, what your job is, or no. you know, what you you know what's going on in your life. It's we're we're all the same really when it comes to running. You know, there's a kind of equal footing there. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's something that I really like about it. It's it's refreshing because if you ask someone, it's almost if you ask someone, "What well, what's your job?" is then a bit awkward yeah yeah <laughs> it's better not to know in many ways and just sort of take everything at face value and and mm -hmm. in that moment I suppose being in the moment is really important to running 
Yeah, yeah. It's interesting what you say about the twins. Um, I, I remember having a conversation with Pauline when I was at Jog Scotland and um, I said to Pauline, so what kind of race do you like doing? You know, do you, do you like a 10k or, or a half marathon or something? And she said, well, my specialty is 24 hour racing. <laughs> I couldn't get my head around what she even meant by that. So no. I probed a bit further. And I, so wait a minute. So you, you run for 24 hours? And she said, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, I didn't know such a thing existed. And I was completely no. blown away and couldn't believe that this was even a thing. No, or that it was actually possible. I didn't realise that anyone did it. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to things that you were not aware of previously you know being a part of a club and things which is a good thing yeah, yeah um, you, you you were saying about the vest um uh, <laughs> about that vest you're an artistic person and what, what, what what's your view on the best do you think it should stay or do you think it should go or maybe be redesigned or what, what's your feeling oh definitely stay I think yeah. it's such a defining feature of Carnegie Harriers. And I think it really suits the club. I think mm. it suits it for a number of reasons. For obviously in the hills, you're going to spot someone and that is so useful. Well, I mean, from it's more than useful. It's safety, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> but also if you're, you know, if, if you're in a race, yes, you can be picked off by other people. Although I'm hardly, <laughs> usually everyone's ahead of me anyway. Um but you can spot other people that are in your team and that's really nice that keeps you going and it's actually is kind of it's so out there it's so brash it's so kind of ridiculous especially when you've got the Brannigan shorts with it but that's I just think you've got to embrace it you just got to go for it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much. I think it's it's really iconic now this vest you know yeah have known maybe not the world over but certainly you're instantly identifiable by the by the vest alone I think it's great I, I would be so sad to see it go I think uh, if we went all kind of oh lovely matching colors subdued or oh that's boring isn't it and we're not a boring club exactly. definitely not a boring club so it should stay definitely yes my vote is to stay good good <laughs> Uh, you were you were lucky enough a couple of years ago to get the uh, London Marathon place that the club had. Um, there was a I don't know about half a dozen names went into hat and yours was pulled out. Um, what was it like getting the place and going through the training and what have you for it? Did did you feel a different kind of pressure? For oh that? yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. As soon as I got it, I was like, yay! And then. Oh my, <laughs> um, absolutely immediately felt a lot of pressure, um, which was good. I did, it really got me out in all weathers, um, yeah. training and doing those long runs. Um, I actually got hypothermia one training run and had to be warmed up by my husband with a hairdryer when I got in. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, oh God. Um, so it was really good to have that motivation. And I just felt, well, because I'm not one of the faster ones, I suppose, in the club, um, just I felt like I needed to at least prove that I could improve. So mm -hmm. I had to be better than I was going into it. And I wanted to prove that whatever the outcome on the day that I 
given it my best shot and so that's yeah. what I aimed to do was to do that and I mean I was delighted to get a place because you know I would never get a best for age or or anything like that to get in and obviously it is a, it is quite a daunting thing to raise a lot of money um as well if you're going for one of these big charities they usually have a cutoff yeah. point yeah. which is quite high and although I think people would support you with London Marathon to reach that I think independently it's a bit daunting to start off mm. and think oh will I get that minimum amount required to make it worthwhile for the charity um so it was really amazing to get that place I felt really privileged and I wanted to do my best for the club and to yeah. do the club proud in that well with the training that I've been to the sessions that I have improved and mm -hmm. I felt that I did that I, yeah. I would have loved to have got like four hours I did four hours 20 so I but felt you PB, didn't you I, I got a massive pb so so yeah. Yeah, Amazing. so I was really chuffed at that. And if I get anywhere close to that again, I'd be really pleased. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of fundraising, you did a bit of fundraising for London as well. Um, and you did that for Sar Sarcoidosis UK. Is that, is that right? Is that the name of the yeah. charity? Yeah, so it's an illness that's not very well known. Um, it's a kind of an autoimmune illness and pe the the doctors don't really know why people get it necessarily, but basically you get scarring on your lungs usually. And uh, so basically your lungs capacity becomes less and less. Um, people also get it on their skin and heart and other organs, um, eyes as well. And raising aware awareness of that was really important. Um, also because my dad has sarcoidosis for, uh, a huge number of years and had battled with that and uh, unfortunately that did get him in the end but he did amazingly at just being so positive um all yeah. the way through it and my mom and really was the primary carer and so doing something that was close to my own heart was mm -hmm. was really important and I also felt that going around you know he had loved running um I hadn't picked up that the running bug from him, but he definitely had really liked it and obviously couldn't do that when he was unwell. But I also felt the the act of running, you know, when you stop running, the pain does go usually, unless you've injured yourself really quickly. Yeah. And going round, just sort of like this is nothing compared to to someone who's got lung disease. Yeah. So yeah. so, you know, get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure would have been super proud of what you achieved for that yeah I felt he would have been really delighted yeah. and uh, he loved London as well and I think the race is really amazing to take part in it it really <laughs> sort of I can be quite sort of down on society as a whole and oh god where the state of the politics and everything but actually around London Marathon people coming out and you know, by the time I went past, they would have been standing there for hours clapping and all their really humorous signs and mm -hmm. all the different types of music that were playing. I mean, you did get just it was like um, it was like a carnival atmosphere, I thought. I mean, there was a, the hilarious kind of little kids playing random drum kits at the side and then Morris dancers, which made me laugh a lot through my struggling to breathe getting around um and then you know like reggae bands soul singers it was a, it was ace yeah. <laughs> it was really good 
like a 26.2 mile party really I guess it was it was it was absolutely brilliant yeah I mean it certainly looks like that on yeah I've not done London myself or neither have I been there uh while it's been oh, on right um I've watched it on the tv yeah uh, most people and it, it does look like an amazing day out it really does yeah and I think the sites that you go past as well um I was actually born in London so I did feel a bit of kind of like oh this is nice to spend time in the city that I was born even though I didn't yeah. grow up there um but going past you know like the Cutty Sark and things and actually you're almost in it's like being in a flume of people mm -hmm. surrounding you because it, it's you know sort of like 15 people deep um yeah. the crowds and they just sort of do kind of lift you on through through the pain <laughs> at the 20 mile mark which is you know where it tends to hit yeah yeah I always think that with uh, something mm. that's so televised like that as well that you, you just never know where a camera is going to be or whether it's going oh. to be or your face has been beamed at that point when you start walking <laughs> I know I actually hadn't really thought about that too much but yeah you're so right <laughs> I've thought about it too much obviously <laughs> I didn't walk at all. I actually don't think I did for the oh. uh, London Marathon. So I was pleased at that as well. I mean, I, I, yeah. you probably could have walked pa um, past me <laughs> at some stages. <laughs> I was going so slow, but near the end. But yeah, no, I kept going. I was I was so pleased at the end, actually, to get to use one of the porter cabins <laughs> because I just wanted a seat. <laughs> But um, yeah, I was absolutely done in at the end. Yeah. Would you go back and do it again? Um, I would do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my name forward um, in the club ballot just because I think it's great for other people to get that opportunity. But I would fundraise privately and get a place mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's something that Colin's always trying to persuade me to do and I did put my name into the ballot once about I don't know 12 years ago and I didn't get through and I thought well stop it I'm not doing it um, <laughs> <laughs> no you should do it definitely yeah, I think I think the party atmosphere is quite appealing and I think just just to do just to get it done and tick a box I guess would be good yeah it's, it's a totally unique experience I mean it's not really <clears throat> excuse me necessarily my type of race normally because I'm, I don't yeah. I'm not so much into road running I guess um, I'm not a big huge fan of tarmac I prefer trails yeah. and mud and things like that um, but as an experience in terms of socially people that it really was uplifting just to see the best side of people yeah never yeah. mind the actual you know taking part just actually just being in that atmosphere was just brilliant yeah, yeah, it does look amazing. Um, speaking of uh, of mud and all things trail like, um, you've done a couple of cross country races now. Did you enjoy them? Do you think you maybe do some more in the future? <laughs> well, the last one that I did, and I can't even remember where it was now. I sort of had a mini panic attack at the end. Uh, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I was halfway round and I saw Stevie Greer, and I came off of the course momentarily, and I was like, I can't do it. Um, and he was like oh my god but sort of are you sure are you sure I think you should keep going uh, so I, I did uh, which was really good of him and that's when yeah. you know the team spirit kicks in really yeah, so um, 
and then I got to the end and then I uh, hyperventilated. <laughs> it was quite a, a traumatic experience. I think I'm just not, I can see why it appeals to some people if they have that power and they're quite fast. Mm. But for, for me, who is a slower runner, um, I don't think it's great for me personally. I, I kind of thought that I should really like it because I like mud. I like not running on pavements. I like uneven surfaces and things. But yeah. I prefer it when I get a bit more into my stride with a longer race. And also it's... Um, I like being out in the countryside and usually with the cross country it's in a, a park suburban area or something like that so it's not necessarily the most stunning views that you'll get yeah. and you actually have people really close to you as well and maybe that helps some people with me it doesn't I'm I get embarrassed by how heavily I'm breathing of course everyone's breathing heavily and it sounds worse in your head well I hope it does yeah <laughs> it sounds worse in your head than it does um to pass a by or whatever but I just get very self-conscious and because I'm near the back of the field I just it just doesn't really make me feel particularly good at the end of it plus it's so cold you're standing mm. around for ages get trench foot I'm really yeah. selling it I know you should try it everyone should try it um because <laughs> I know what... lots of people love it it's I just think, not for yeah. me <laughs> yeah I think uh, the thing with cross country and the, the cross country season is that it's it's clubs only and yeah. it, it attracts a very elite field and it's quite an intimidating experience I think if you've never done it before or if you say you know I, I, I'm a same I'm, I'm near the back of the pack as well and I just feel um, a bit out of place at cross country I, I'll do it um, but I would rather, like you said as well, do something that was a bit longer and was open yeah. for everyone and not just a kind of elite club um, event. So, yeah, it's, it's quite intimidating, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's great when you see other people running past, and I do find that inspiring, mm. you know, that you can be in the same race with these really elite people. I mean, I just, I, I just see the back of them. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> they're there. Yeah, or if it's a men's race, then you do get to see them. And it's just like, wow, you know, yeah. they're just so different in the way that they move. And that's, I find that inspiring mm. and I'm glad to see it. But at the same time, I'd rather be out in the middle of nowhere and it being quiet rather than, it feels like um, school kind of sports day to me. Yeah, yeah. And that probably brings back bad memories I was actually yeah. house captain I think they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel with me <laughs> I can't believe that I was house captain <laughs> oh what dear about, what about hill races I mean, you you were out this morning doing the East Lomond um club yeah. thing uh do you fancy some more hill races in the future I I've, I I do really like them actually um yeah. I'm, I find it a bit sort of intimidating when you're sent around a map and I kind of look at it and think I don't I don't even understand what the where the path is that I'm supposed to be taking is that is that yeah. mine oh no that's the gradient or you know I just have no idea how to navigate this I think it's a bit of a skill that probably isn't as hard as I'm thinking I'm just sort of <laughs> panicking before I even get there but 
I do I do like that sort of working really, really hard and then you get to enjoy the buzz of going downhill. And I like the fact that you're you're out there for longer than say like cross country or something. That mm -hmm. longevity and endurance is something that is good because you've really got your um that buzz. Um yeah. so I like that. I find it quite scary actually. The the going up I find scarier than the coming down. So when you're near the top of a hill, there's yeah. something about the ground coming towards you and you've got a drop behind you. It's then that I'm sort of I start going on all fours and I, I think <laughs> I probably look more like a sheep or something trying to get up the hill at that point um, <laughs> but I, I do find it yeah really amazing but I'm so grateful when the club does you know reckeys and and things like that um because I wouldn't it's just something that I would never do otherwise by myself and it, and that was yeah. another thing I didn't actually know people did hill races <laughs> I mean it's such a basic thing that I'm sure everyone else knew that this happened before, but I remember being, oh yeah, we're going to do this recce up a place called East Lomond, and uh, and it was like a car share, um, yeah. and uh, so in the I was in the back of the car, like the child is always being driven by someone else, and uh, they were like, oh that's East Lomond over there as we were approaching it, and I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sort of like, we're going up there? No, you're, you're pulling my leg. I really thought that it was a joke. Um, so then going up there, I was just, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then on the way down, I'm going to die again. But it's really good fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's great. And again, also everyone looks out for each other. Um, like this morning, everyone was looking out for each other. Although two people did get lost. It wasn't me, though. <laughs> Usual suspects. Yes, yes. Name no names. <laughs> no, but just look on Strava. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did the um, the run of the mill recce that we were doing ahead of planning the race. Oh yeah, yeah. Quite enjoyed that, and I, I think you're a bit of a demon on the downhills. Yeah, I like the downhills. I mean, I, I can use my extra weight <laughs> to advantage. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoy it. I just sort of, um, I just think, oh, it's like being a kid again. Yeah. And that I think that's when running's at its best is when you're sort of like, oh, this is great fun. And, you know, you would, even when you're a child and it's always don't run along the corridors, don't, you know, don't run too fast here or watch, you know, make sure everything's safety, safety and yeah. You know, you can't sit at a desk without it being the right height or, you know, the mouse, the right type or, but then suddenly you're encouraged to run really fast down the hill. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it's really good fun. So I kind of like the fact that this is absolutely bonkers, but somehow your body actually knows what to do. And mm. it's almost the more you think about it, the harder it is. So if you actually just relaxed, a bit yeah. like a rubber man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you've yeah. had a drink or something. If you're relaxed and it doesn't, um, you, your body's able to do what it will naturally do mm -hmm. and hopefully you won't hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. try to find a balance between joy and fear really kind of coming yeah. down. Yeah, 
Oh, it's, it's, it's tricky to do and you see a lot, some people are better going uphill than downhill and that's certainly yeah. the same with me I can't come down a hill to save myself but um, because I've just got that fear I've fallen and hurt myself so many times I've got the fear um, uh, yeah. you absolutely spot on when you say uh, j just relax and just go um, try not to overthink it and I think that's what people do is they try and overthink it on the downhill and that leads to them tensing up and then ultimately something goes wrong <laughs> Um, what about an ultra then? You you did the West Highland Way virtual challenge this year. Um, fancy oh, getting they cut off. Oh no! Oh, that's typical. It cut off just as you were starting to ask another question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this like the most buggy recording that you've had to do? Sorry. Oh. It's going to be very jittery, but um, hopefully it'll be all seamless once I've... Uh, yeah, maybe you could preface it and just say, oh, we had a few technical issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I would say, um, uh, what about an ultra then? You you fancy doing an ultra? Um, you certainly touched on that earlier on. And this year you did the West Highland Way virtual challenge. Do you fancy yeah. or two then? Well, I would love to sort of say that I've done it, although I have to admit that anything beyond 20 miles really, really hurts. So I can't imagine what it's like to come out the other side of that, you know, when people obviously go a lot further than 20 miles and 26 miles um, marathon, which is the longest that I've done. So I don't quite know how people kind of get beyond that wall and then maybe they have another wall. I don't mm -hmm. know what they're what I would need to sort of ask more and find out more or maybe it's just bloody mindedness I don't know obviously there's a lot of training in there um but if I was going to do an ultra I'd want to do um the Pembrokeshire coastline which was the first marathon that I'd done um oh. which is a trail race uh by endurance life um and takes place and sort of around about the same time as London marathon actually mm. um and um, it's great because it's sort of a lot of up and downs in and out of coves and things and you it's a national park around that area of Wales and it's also where um, my mom and dad would take me and my brother for a lot of the summer holidays we would spend time in that area and now my mom is living there so I know Pembrokeshire coastline really really well and it has whole sorts of memories so if I'm going on a run around there I just feel really happy and yeah. I, it's just so beautiful you you see seals and you know there's puffins and uh, Skoma Island is off that area so that would mean something to kind of get mm -hmm. me around although mm -hmm. the ultra does have a horrid bit where you sort of you go around this sort of headland bit and then you have to do it again so it's a, like a loop which I think is nasty <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah I'd like to have done that yeah I was just saying what kind of distance is that then for Pembrokeshire <laughs> so for Pembrokeshire um okay I'm just going to cut in here and say we've had loads of technical issues on this podcast which is mainly my rubbish laptop um yeah so Pembrokeshire ultra it's quite short as ultras go 33 miles I think it is or 35 36 something like that mm -hmm. which yeah. is um 
and it's a good kind of starting distance for an ultra yeah yeah and it's definitely well I would say it's a yeah it's got a lot of hills in it because it is the coastline and you go <laughs> up and down to every beach along the way it's really uneven yeah <laughs> yeah oh good look forward to hearing how you got on with that then <laughs> yeah <laughs> once we get back to life <laughs> yeah what does what does running give you what what do you get out of running um do you do it just to escape or is it just a fitness thing or an excuse to eat cake or, <laughs> <laughs> or what um well there's nothing better than going for you know a social catch-up if it's a nice leisurely pace i have a, <laughs> i have a thing about god damn it slow down um but a nice leisurely place uh, pace and then going for some cake you know because you've earned it then or maybe not as much cake as i would eat but you've yeah you've worked up an appetite at least um but definitely yeah the fitness thing i think it's kind of quite terrifying when you look at our lifestyles which are generally in a lot of jobs anyway and my job is very sedentary and I just don't want to be that person that isn't able to do things. And you see a lot of older people who are still running, still doing amazing things. And I think, you know, they've just kept going. Um, obviously, they're, they're probably very talented as well. But I think there is a lot to be said of just keep going and stop. Don't use your age as an excuse as to why you're not doing something. You, you just yeah. need to get out there. Um, so health has a lot to do with it and yeah clearing your mind as well um yeah yeah it gives you yeah. a lot yeah it does yeah um is there anything about running or, or runners um that <laughs> annoys you at all <laughs> Well, I'm always going on about what annoys me about running and um, and it's almost like I've become this person who hates running but that's really not true I'm just a grumpy injured <laughs> runner now and that's me more than anything at the moment but is there anything that annoys you about running? Um, well actually if you're in a race and then there's someone that comes along beside you or you come along beside them and then they've got music and usually they've got it on their arm and they've got music playing out loud i'm like that is it's usually <clears throat> no and it's usually the worst taste of music <laughs> and then you're stuck next to them for ages and i just want to actually the music's so bad it makes you feel sick mm -hmm. um so you've got the nausea of the race and the nausea of the bad music and i just think <laughs> oh my god I really hate you right now um it, it becomes disproportionate to the crime that they have committed <laughs> really um yeah. so yeah there's there's things like that which I just think is just noise pollution really upsets me um then I guess there's as well I feel you know if you want to listen to music then listen to music yeah. everyone else do it it's like your taste is not that good um <laughs> someone should tell you <laughs> um then I guess there's a, there's a few things I guess there is um Strava I think can be really your friend but can also be a really bad thing and uh, there's definitely some people that become obsessive about it and sometimes you just want to go out and just enjoy the fact that you can run or that you can 
go for a cycle or, or walk or whatever it is and that should just be enough and it shouldn't need to be you know your fa fastest time that you've ever done not every time you go out should be you know eye eyeballs out sort of thing yeah. you should just be able to enjoy the fact that you've done all this training before it um yeah. so sometimes i wish that actually we weren't quite so connected in that way yeah 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 i absolutely agree it's one of my um kind of big uh, irritations is um is strava mm. and the fact that people are saying oh you know what uh, that that included i had to stop at the lights and there was an old man crossing yeah. the road and i had to help him and there's like disclaimers attached to your runs these days yeah. like, just forget it just go and just enjoy it and yeah. stop <clears throat> i think um <clears throat> you know i am guilty of that as well though that I will sort of think oh I'll maybe stop my watch here because I don't want it to look bad and actually no one cares <laughs> but it's, it's sort of the pressure I put myself under as a result <laughs> of other people knowing that other people are going to put their results up and there they there's always going to be people that are faster than me I need to get over that um <laughs> So it's just actually having a word with myself and using it as a tool rather than using it as um, judging myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite shoe? <laughs> My favourite shoe. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't mean a stiletto or a. Or a <laughs> no, boot. I just wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, Fucked up from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, <running laughs> <shoe>. <laughs> yeah. So I actually don't even know how to say it properly. Is it Saucony? Is that how you say it? Some people say Sokone or yeah. Oh, wow, Sokone. I know, I know. I'm I don't know what. So I I say Sokone. Yeah. Yeah, I find them really comfy, and I've got really awful feet. Um, in fact, I was told by a podiatrist that I should never run, and that was oh, really? um, yeah. It was actually just after I'd started running, and I'd done a ten k, and I've got I'm flat footed, and I've got bunions, really bad bunions on both feet, <laughs> and she was like oh my god uh, I had to do a sort of test where you walk across the floor away from her and she'll just look at your gate and uh she was like oh my god do you realize what you look like and I was like oh geez oh <laughs> it must be really bad if she's saying that and she was like you can you should never run you should never run again ever I just thought well you know what's the point I've got to go around with these stupid insoles in and I'm sure there is a lot of reason why I should be wearing them but I don't wear them I just think, well, you know, one day I might have an operation, but apparently it's they could go back to being just as bad uh, after even after the operation. So I just think, right, okay, it's it, it's a toss up. I could either look after my feet or look after the rest of me. Yeah. yeah. So I make the choice um, to just think, right, I'll just go and run. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I like Saucony because they're nice and wide and they don't, therefore don't hurt my feet as much as they would hurt if it was a tighter fit. And yeah, I, I've never really got into the different type of shoes that everyone, some people get quite obsessed over it. In fact, today when we'd finished doing the um, the hill run off of uh, East Loman, there was a, a chap, I don't know what age he was, maybe 70s, 80s or something, right. but... He was talking about the Ben Nevis race. I can't remember how many times he'd said he'd done it. I think it was over 20 times or something. Oh, right. And uh, he was just going for a jog up East Lomond. And uh, he had uh, running shoes on. I don't know what type they were because I couldn't see any logos or anything. But he had a massive hole in the end of one of his shoes. <laughs> and I just was like, 
Wow, that's amazing. It sounds like it could be Gordon Pride, actually, because he uh, he's a man who loves uh, holes in his shoes. He's a member of Lobo Hill Runners, and, and he has done the Ben race uh, lots and lots of times, and uh, I think he could do, the, do it in his stocking feet and still do really well. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, you know, that's a good, you don't need a really expensive kit. You need it it's mentally, um, yeah. as well as obviously physically, you need to be in, in fairly decent shape, but yeah. mentally does count for a lot. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what about a, a running garment um, or accessory? What what would your 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 go to be for that? Oh, um, oh, definitely something around your waist that you can put your phone in. Ah, <laughs> yes. I do like to have my phone to take photos. Um, so any excuse to stop and go, oh, that's really beautiful. <laughs> I'll oh, just have a breather at this point and um, take photos. And I suppose it makes me feel a bit uh, safer when I'm out. Mm -hmm. um, not that I tend to feel unsafe, but I just like people to know um, where I am, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely like that. But other than that, I don't really, I guess, making sure I've got my rain jacket and stuff, uh -huh. but I'm not massively into gadgets yeah yeah aye um what about your favorite uh distance um to run so e either terrain uh terrain and to, to training or to racing <laughs> the cross between a, a race and a and training run is a, a rain <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um well i i think half marathons uh definitely what I really enjoy because I think you you get enough time to really get into it and you have that endurance aspect to it but you're I don't feel like you're ever damaging your body whereas I think a marathon does take something yeah, from yeah. you afterwards um whereas a half marathon is you know you can next the next weekend you can be absolutely fine again yeah yeah, yeah. Uh um, do you listen to music or anything when you're out or an audiobook or a, an interesting podcast perhaps uh, when you're out running or do you prefer just the, the sound of nature if you're out in the trails and what have you? Um, I prefer, I used to listen to music but then you would, I would find, and this is where I need better skills I suppose, um, I would get stuck in a track that I didn't like and I would be trying to skip it and it would be so irritating. And then I've yeah. got the nausea thing of bad music um, <laughs> really irritating me. Um, so, yeah, I prefer just to hear what's going on around you because that's one of the special things, I think, is when you're out, all your senses become <laughs> heightened in the countryside anyway. So you've got all the, you're obviously looking at lots of things, but the smell uh, and all the sounds around you, I think, are really important as well. Yeah to that whole yeah. experience of feeling more like you're part of um, what's around you, nature, seasons. I think being in touch with the seasons is a real mm -hmm. benefit of running. You, yeah. you, you kind of know what's happening. Whereas I feel like I could go through life in a bit of a fog otherwise, of not really knowing what the weather's like. You yeah. know, I get a sense of it, but if you're out running, you really know, oh, it is really, cold today you know sort of someone this morning I heard in the service place was saying oh it's really cold today and it wasn't it wasn't cold no. it's not um so yeah I know yeah. better <laughs>
Now, if you um, if you were to give advice to someone who was either thinking about running or maybe joining a club, obviously you'd point them in the direction of Carnegie Harriers. But what advice would you give to somebody who was thinking about starting up? Um, I would always you just enjoy it and just be just pat yourself on the back. I think the positive messages that you can give yourself of you got out there and you did it even if it was you didn't run as far as you wanted to or planned to or you just weren't really feeling it that day just just say well done to yourself for getting out there and um because otherwise the negative aspect um can really kind of wear you down and put you off of running and I think that's why a lot of people maybe are put off by running to begin with because it feels very strange and you have to sort of get beyond a certain point to then realize or get used to kind of acclimatized to the shock that your body with all the sort of shaking up and down you get and also the fact that I, I also have to remind myself as well that for the first three miles of a run I don't tend to enjoy it yeah <laughs> and that's yeah. okay uh, obviously some people love a mile race and things but <laughs> for other people <laughs> um the you know it it can take longer and for me it's about three miles and then at that point I'm I can kind of settle into it and enjoy it but mm -hmm. I think it's running is one of those things that is so diverse of the different lengths that you can do the different styles of running whether it's trails or hills or on roads and pavements that there's a lot for different types of people definitely joining a club is is really good because then you can find other people that like the same sort of running as you um yeah. and you know that that spurs you on yeah great no that's fantastic thanks very much for that um and uh, thanks very much for talking to me today really appreciate it we've had every technical challenge that <laughs> the nothing to do with me thrown, thrown at us, but these challenges are uh, are set to be overcome and uh, yeah hopefully it'll all turn out in the wash um so thanks very much for talking to me today oh uh, thank you leslie my thanks again to zoo for being this week's special guest um there's something i completely forgot to mention um which i've meant to do in the introduction was our new feature. Uh, our new feature is called Should It Stay or Should It Go? This refers to the club vest. Um, controversial perhaps, but it's a love it or loathe it kind of thing, isn't it? Um, I don't love it, but I don't loathe it, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's um, representative of what Carnegie Harriers is. It's part of its history and it's fairly iconic. And, um, you know, we're bold, we should stand out. And I think the vest kind of reflects that. So uh, I spoke to Colin as well and he's for keeping the vest. So currently we're on uh, three for keeping and um, I'll keep a tally of things and see how we go with this and I'll keep you all informed. Um, as usual, I'll finish up with a few final thoughts. Um, just reflecting on the conversation I had with Zoo this week, it's been interesting to hear her talk about her experience of running as we went into lockdown in March um, and how much she appreciated being out and enjoying the natural surroundings that 
we're so lucky to have round about us, whether we live in the country or if we live in a city centre, we're never all that far away from um, the wonders that nature brings. Um, I love this time of year. I, I think it's a great time of year. I, I really love the change in season. The colours are incredible and they change on a daily basis. And it's a wonderful thing to watch as the, the trees shed their leaves and mark a change in the season. Um, life continues to be pretty challenging for us at the moment and unfortunately that's not looking like changing anytime soon. Um, it's tough but you know we've, we've just got to get through this. Um, if you can get out through the day, make the most of the daylight because we're fairly limited on what we have and um, embrace the change of season and just make the most of things as you can. And thanks a lot again for listening guys and have a great week and stay safe. Cheers.